Hello everyone and welcome back to day 48 of Future Teens of Medicine. It's Colette here and to kick off week 10 we are going to be doing psychiatry. Before we begin I wanted to once again congratulate our member of the week for week 10 Eva Maria for contributing to this presentation. So as always I'm going to start off with a little bit of a background. Psychiatry is the branch of medicine which focuses on the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders. A psychiatrist is a medical doctor who specializes in mental health, including substance use disorders, and psychiatrists are qualified to access both the mental and physical aspects of psychological problems. They may prescribe medication or treatment. People may seek psychiatric help for many reasons, for example, a panic attack, frightening hallucinations, or thoughts of suicide, and they also may be more long-term, such as feelings of sadness, hopelessness, or anxiousness that never seem to stop or go away, preventing the person from functioning normally and therefore causing everyday life to feel disordered or out of control. So before we go a little bit more into the specialty, I wanted to talk about the education and salary. So you must complete a bachelor's degree meeting the pre-med requirements, then go to medical school, and then do a psychiatric residency, which is four years. The psychiatrist in training will spend three extra years learning the diagnosis and treatment of mental health, and this includes various forms of psychotherapy, otherwise known as talk therapy, and the use of psychiatric medications and other treatments. After residency training, psychiatrists take a voluntary written and oral examination given by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology to become a board-certified psychiatrist. And if the psychiatrist does choose to get board-certified, they must get recertified every 10 years. Salary-wise, in the U.S., the average psychiatrist makes $229,732 a year, but that range can really fall behind between $205,855 and $256,983 annually. And this difference varies on education, certification from the American Board of Psychiatry, and some additional skills, as well as the number of years spent in that profession. So where do psychiatrists work? Since psychiatry is such a broad specialty, the workplace of a psychiatrist is not limited to the hospital or private practice, and so psychiatrists might work in a number of settings which might include public and private hospitals, community mental health organizations, and private consulting rooms, but they are also involved in research and providing advice in legal matters, as well as teaching and advocacy work, which means they might also work in settings such as government departments, research centers, and universities. There are also a number of psychiatry subspecialties that any psychiatrist might want to focus on, which include child and adolescent psychiatry, perinatal psychiatry, which is relating to the mental health of mothers and their babies, young adult psychiatry, old age psychiatry, addiction psychiatry, forensic psychiatry, which is relating to the law, and many others. So there is a difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. A psychiatrist is a certified member, a board-certified physician with special training in residency and in psychiatry. And this person can manage psychotherapy as well as prescribe medications and other medical treatments. On the other hand, a psychologist will have an advanced 
degree and the most common degree is in clinical psychology and generally has a great amount of training in a clinical practice or research and they are able to treat mental disorders with psychotherapy which is talk therapy while also specializing in psychological testing and evaluation. So now I wanted to take some time to discuss some common psychiatric disorders. So there are depressive disorders, which are characterized by feelings of extreme sadness and worthlessness, along with reduced interest, possibly in previously enjoyable activities. And some examples is major depressive disorder. There are also anxiety disorders, which are characterized by focusing on bad or dangerous things that could happen and worrying fearfully and excessively about them. Some examples of anxiety disorders include panic disorder and phobias, which are extremely rational fears of specific things. So, for example, a fear of heights is a phobia. Another psychiatric disorder is eating disorders, and they are a range of psychological disorders that are characterized by abnormal or disturbed eating habits. So, a few examples of eating disorders are anorexia nervosa, bulimia, body dysmorphia, and there are a few. Those are just the most common ones. There are also neurodevelopmental disorders, and there are many psychiatric disorders in this group, and they most commonly start in childhood. In most cases, this occurs before a child goes to school. So for example, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, and other learning disorders are all neurodevelopment disorders. There are also bipolar and related disorders, and these are disorders in which occurrences of mania, which is phases of excessive excitement, activity, and energy, alternate with phases of depression. Finally, another common psychiatric disorder is trauma and stressor-related diseases. Disorders And these types of disorders will progress during or following a stressful or sometimes traumatic experience. So this does include post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD, as well as acute stress disorder. I wanted to also mention some other common psychiatric disorders, which include schizophrenia, obsessive compulsion, and so OCD, dissociative disorders, somatic symptoms, elimination disorders, sleep-wake disorders, sexual dysfunctions, gender dysphoria, uh, disruptive impulse control and conductive disorders, personality disorders, and many other mental disorders. So now I wanted to explore some of the treatments that are used in psychiatry, and so they do use a number of treatments, which might include psychotherapy, medication, psychosocial interventions, and other treatments, such as electroconvulsive therapy or ECT, depending on the needs of each patient. So psychotherapy is sometimes called talk therapy, and it's a treatment that involves a talking relationship between a therapist and a patient, and it can be used to treat a broad variety of mental disorders and emotional difficulties. The main goal of psychotherapy is to eliminate or control disabling or troubling symptoms so the patients can then function better. Depending on the extent of the problem, treatment may take just a few sessions over a week or two, or they may take many sessions over sometimes a period of years. And psychotherapy, it's also important to add, can be done individually as a couple with a family or in a group, depending on the specific patient and the reason for engaging in psychotherapy. There are many forms of psychotherapy which can help the patient change their behaviors or thought 
concerns. So for example, cognitive behavior therapy is a goal-oriented type of therapy focusing on problem solving, whereas psychoanalysis is an intense form of individual psychotherapy, which generally requires frequent sessions over sometimes several years. As I mentioned, psychiatrists can also prescribe medications, and they are used by psychiatrists in the same way that medications are used to treat high blood pressure or diabetes. So after the psychiatrist completes a thorough evaluation, they can prescribe medications to help treat mental disorders, and psychiatric medications can help correct imbalances in brain chemistry that are thought to be involved in some mental disorders. There are a few different classes of medications, so first off, antidepressants, which are used to teach to treat depression, panic disorder, PTSD, anxiety, OCD, uh, borderline personality disorder, and eating disorders. There are antipsychotic medications, which are used to treat psychotic symptoms, so delusions and hallucinations, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. There are sedatives, which might be used to treat anxiety and insomnia. Hypnotics, which are used to induce and maintain sleep. Mood stabilizers, for sometimes bipolar disorder, and stimulants, which are used sometimes to treat ADHD. Finally, if you are thinking of pursuing a career in psychiatry, there are a few qualities that you need to possess. And so the first one is empathy and compassion, which is the overall ability to treat patients with an understanding and with respect, resilience or the initiative to work hard in situations, anticipation of issues, so the capacity to monitor developing situations and anticipate what the next step might be, teamwork to work as a team with both your patients and your colleagues, good problem solving, so daily usage of logical lateral thinking mixed with an analytical and scientific approach, and finally leadership skills, being able to organize and motivate the other doctors on your team as well, again, as your patients. So that is all for today's podcast on psychiatry. Please make sure to also check out the presentation that has some videos that have been linked. And thank you so much for listening for week 10 of Future Teens of Medicine.